Welcome to the Hot Heeled Girl Podcast. Today, we are talking about my favorite thing. One of my favorite things. Literally, we start every episode with our favorite things. Yep. Just wait for the <laughs> gift guide. Just you wait. Every that will, day. yeah, that'll be a conglomeration of all of our favorite things in one episode. And what she's talking about is we're going to do a gift guide episode. So... It's gonna Just stay tuned be for that. Black Friday. We're gonna do it before that so that you can get your shopping in. Yeah. You can reference it, it when you it. are shopping. If you, yeah, if you wanna know what we want, what we recommend, highly recommend giving a listen. I love I'm just a big gift giving is my like love language for other people. Like receiving gifts, not my love language. <laughs> giving is to other people. So like this is what brings me joy. Like finding things that people want and don't know they want is literally one of my favorite things in the whole world so it's just mm-hmm. gonna be a fun freaking episode yeah i'm excited for that one but today we are talking about hormones so if you don't know i mean hopefully you do know that i am a hormone coach but if you don't know i am so that is my niche courtney's niche is all about gut health and drainage and liver and obviously i do some liver support too but We're just going to kind of go over the basics of hormones today and what you need to do to balance them. So I'm actually going to start off with asking you, because I know people don't come to you for hormone health, Mm -hmm. but do you see hormones improve just addressing like gut health and drainage and all that kind of stuff? I literally always see hormones improve. Well, so it depends, right? Because my clients are different. Some people come not needing as much, right? Mm -hmm. Some some people I get very sick. I'm like, we're going to be working together for at least a year. And they know that too. And other people, it's like just a couple months, just tune up some things. So obviously, usually it's the sicker people that have all the issues, including hormone issues, right? Like I always say them, like, of course, your body's not safe enough to like literally have a baby to grow the placenta, which is a whole ass organ. Mm -hmm. And when we address all the things, the drainage, the parasites, all the other root causes, underlying stuff, like everyone's hormones improve. Like their cycles start getting back and back like regular again. And I even have a current client there on month one of parasites. And she's like, so my period's a little bit longer now. Like normally it would be really short, like two days. And it's like probably around four days with a couple of days of like more blood. And I'm like, good. It's like, it for it's not an unhealthy too much right but for her it was too short and most of it was like very light not anything it's starting to regulate i love that Mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah i kind of love that too because obviously when people come to me they come to me for hormone balance and so they're wanting it to change immediately whereas people coming to you that's not the main thing that they're going for but then they get that result in the end. And the thing with hormones is they take a while. They're not usually an instant fix, which is what I know everybody wants. We live in the age of instant gratification. (laughs) Everyone wants that, but hormones, I always tell people like minimum of three months, minimum. Yeah. Yeah. And you're probably going to be working on them for six months to a year, if not longer, because I feel like things are all constantly changing. Like with myself, I felt like I was at a really good point. Like last year, leading into this year, my hormones were great. And then all of a sudden, it's like the past three months, they've gone like haywire again. So I'm having to kind of fine tune and figure out what's going on. And that happens like due to a lot of the times stress. I was waiting for that. (laughs) Yeah. I see. I mean, for me, I'm pretty positive. That's what it was that caused mine to go crazy. But I see that a lot with people. Um, if they've worked with me already or, you know, done work on their own already and they feel like they're good, but then they have a stressful situation or go through things. And then all of a sudden everything's changing again. And so 
yeah, hormones, they are a process. You have to stay on top of them for sure. Um, I feel like there's really not a point where you can just be super lax with everything and expect your hormones to be okay. Even if you've balanced them out and they're fine, you, it's still just something that you kind of have to stay on top of. I'm not saying that you have to be strict across the board all the time because that's not where I try to get my clients to. I try to get them to a point of balance, you know, where you can enjoy what you want to enjoy, but then also like still implement the things that are going to just keep your life on track and keep your hormones on track. And I feel like it's that situation for a lot of health, right? Like you can't return to the life that made you sick and expect to stay well. Like that's Mm -hmm. just, a lot of it is a lifestyle shift. Yeah. And I don't see anything wrong in that. I'm not saying, like you said, not saying you have to be super strict about everything for the rest of your life. But if you're going to keep staying up, not sleeping well, very stressed, go, go, go lifestyle, eating the standard American diet, like you're not going to continue to stay well. Mm-hmm. As yep. rude as that sounds of me to say. But <laughs> cool, like prioritizing your health and that's going to look different for everyone. And it doesn't mean that you have to do everything right all the time at all. No, not at all. And that's why I'm a big fan of the cycle syncing method. And I've talked about this before, but it really is just kind of turning it into a lifestyle. In that way, if you're, if you're implementing that, you know, at least like 80% of the month, probably you're going to be okay. You know, like if you've already done like the hard work and all that kind of stuff, like if you've already done the liver support and all the major hormone support, like if you've worked on that and you've gotten to a good place, then if you're just like 75 to 80% of the month, if you're just kind of following the cycle syncing method, if you're, you know, like you said, managing your stress, managing your sleep for the most part, obviously I know life exists and nobody is ever stress-free all the time. And there's always things that happen. But if you just kind of keep that as a baseline for your life, then overall, I'm going to say you're going to probably stay pretty much on track. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I'm a big believer that we kind of need liver support just because of the toxic world we live in. Like most of us need it Mm -hmm. consistently. Yeah. I mean, I've talked about that in multiple episodes, how like I personally know that that's something that I need very consistently, like very consistently. And we've said this before, I think you're just hyper aware of it. I think most people do. I just think that's the truth. We face so many toxins and our liver does so much. I could go on and on about all of the functions of the liver, but (laughs) it even filters your blood. Mm -hmm. It's doing a lot for you. Yeah. And I mean, again, I have mentioned this before. Sometimes I feel like our podcasts are like just reiterating everything that we've already talked about, but it's okay. Um, Your liver filters all the excess hormones, guys. And the majority of women that come to me have estrogen dominance. That's what I have. Estrogen dominance raises inflammation levels in your body. It raises those prostaglandins that cause all that inflammation. Those are what cause a lot of your pain. And if your estrogen can't get out of your body, which it's getting out through your liver, it's getting out through your poop. So... If your liver's not working, yes, if you're not pooping, um, literally I was constipated yesterday and I felt awful. I'm like, how do people do this constantly? I'm like, how is this someone's reality? Like, I know. Yeah. And you just, you don't feel good. Like you eat and you're full. I, I mean, for me, like I was full immediately. And so it's just like. I want to eat more food, but I can't. And then I feel bloated and I'm just like, I just need to poop. But I did this morning, guys. I'm good. (laughs) Like, I mean, that's the reality. Everyone gets constipated sometimes. I'm going to say after a year, it happens a handful. I can, it's less than on two hands for me. Right. But like, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it doesn't happen for me very often either, but it's just, sometimes it's random. But anyway, if you're constantly, constipated if you're only going like three to four times a week you're not getting those hormones out it is very likely that you're (laughs) courtney is making faces over here if you're not watching on youtube she's like yeah (laughs) 
this is one of our pain points, guys, is people thinking it's okay to only poop three times a week. <laughs> it's a I big pet peeve. Like, I need a shirt that says everybody poops or, like, poop every day. Like, I don't know. Pooping every day is normal. <laughs> we need shirts for it. I wear it. I We're just going to make a whole line called taboo t-shirts. Damn, I love that. I just came up with that on the fly. <laughs> That's how the name of this podcast was. Anyways, I literally just texted you my whole girl life, and you were like, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Taboo t-shirts, TM, trademarking. Claim it. Claim it right now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Back to hormones. Liver. Back liver. to the liver. All that stuff. Yes. Um, and Courtney's talked about the liver too in her drainage podcast. So if you want a little more info on the liver, go back to that podcast. I think it's episode number five. Um but yeah, that's, I think that's probably one of the places where I start with hormones. Um, like I said, it's a process. And so I don't throw everything at everybody at once because you simply cannot change everything at once. But the liver is generally where I start with a lot of people because that's what needs help first. And we always do the drainage work too, like Courtney always talks about. Um, especially since getting into Selcor and like realizing how important that is. Um, I start everybody off almost on drainage work and just doing that because again, it does support the liver. I'm going to say about 80% of my clients see a huge shift in the way their cycle is just in that month of doing drainage. Only time I see irregularities in my practice in the first month in their cycle is when we start busting biofilms. If there's someone who's extremely toxic and has lots of biofilms, because that stuff's getting released into the body, they'll be like, Holy shit, why is my period late? Or like, why is it a little bit less or a little bit different? And I'll be like, Surprise, do more biofilms than we realize. Like, we're getting shoved into your body and it's not able to eliminate toxins fast enough. That isn't to say that. It doesn't regulate like relatively quickly once they're able to find those toxins and get them out of the body, but it just is all a matter of time. Yeah. If you hear birds in the background of this podcast, guys, I'm sorry. There's an entire flock outside my house, and I can't do anything about it. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) They have literally been out there all day, all day. Anyway. Do you want to talk about the liver for a half sec? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so when we're looking at the drainage funnel, it's our second organ, right? The first thing is the colon and have to make sure you're pooping. That's pretty simple. Poop every day. Second is the liver and the bile ducts. So the liver eliminates toxins out of the body through the production of bile, which is like a sludgy substance, right? It filters every toxin that you come in contact with, excess hormones, xenoestrogens, Literally think of the air you breathe, think of the toxins everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Even the supplements you take in, your liver has to filter that. That's why taking a liver support is so important throughout the whole part of any protocol. And like I said, it filters your blood specifically at night, early early waking hours, right? It's like 1 to 3 a.m. is when your liver filters like a big dump of your blood. Mm-hmm. So it does a lot for your Just body. One sec. That's like why I'm a big fan of wearing the castor oil packs overnight yeah. because of like that's your liver time it is at night and yeah. that castor oil gets in there and kind of helps your liver do its thing. Yeah. And so some people can have like blockages of the liver of the bile ducts. And so if that happens, the bile ducts can get sludgy. You can have. I mean, sludgy bile, so that just means that it's not moving as efficiently, so the toxins aren't able to get out of your body as quickly, mm-hmm. as effectively, whatever. And then the bile gets dumped into the stool, you poop it out, tying those two things together. We talked about it before, but I just want to brush everyone up on the liver. So, like you said, very important for everything you do. Mm-hmm. Personal care products, think about literally your skincare, your hair care, anything you put on your body, the candles in your house, the fragrances, all of your cleaning products, everything outside, like anything, any toxin, any sort of chemical, whatever, is filtered through your liver. 
all of those over-the-counter drugs, any meds you're on, in addition to supplements, right? It's not just all that. So, like, it's doing a lot for us just in the world we live in. Mm-hmm. The liver is working overtime. That's why I feel like more than ever, people are having liver issues. People are having hormone issues due to sluggish liver. People are having autoimmune issues, things like that, right? I had an autoimmune liver issue when I was seven. So, like, jaundicing of the eyes, right? Yellowing of the eyes happened to me. That's like a telltale sign. You're seven. You're not supposed to have <laughs> But my body was dumped with an influx of toxins at once, right? Got Lyme, things like that. Mm-hmm. So many toxins in this world. And if you're not supporting your liver, I'm not saying that that would have helped getting Lyme all at once, right? But if you're not supporting it and you're facing so many things all the time, your liver is going to get bogged down. It's going to accumulate over time. And that's how this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Whatever that one thing that was that made you notice it was just the start of broke the camel's back. Like, it's been accumulating for months, days, years, whatever. And that's why it's so important to just support your liver all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why, again, this is another thing that I go over with my clients is like, and we talked about this in actually our previous podcast that just came out was all the personal care stuff. But this is why it is so important to swap that out if you really are going to consistently address your hormones if you're really wanting to heal your hormones you have to get rid of that stuff you can't really control being exposed to it out in the world because it is literally everywhere Mm -hmm. but in your own home like if you can reduce your toxin exposure in the place where you spend the most time then that's going to just be so much less that your liver has to process exactly yeah because there's no use in fearing what you're going to face on the outside world it's going to exist regardless fearing is not going to control anything about it. It's not going to make it easier on your body. So there's mm-hmm. no point in being afraid of any of that. Just knowing that you have the tools and that you can control a lot, right? If you're using non-toxic makeup or deodorant or shampoo, conditioner, hand soap, right? That's the stuff that you're using every day. That's the stuff that's as like the most readily absorbed into your body compared yeah. to spending 20 minutes in like a fragrance soap my hallway stinks so bad when they when they leave here mm-hmm. that's not impacting me because i don't really spend that much time they come here once a week and then they clean it and i hate the smell and that's fine we move on from it right like you're not spending a lot of time there compared to those things that are literally in direct contact with your skin every day mm-hmm. yeah yeah because your skin obviously absorbs everything that you put on it so if you're applying chemicals to it every day that's just going to your liver and piling on the things that it has to filter out. Yeah, they say the skin absorbs everything within, I think, 30 minutes? I think so, yeah. It's a little less than 30 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. What's up? I was like, pretty quick, right? Pretty quick, yeah. (laughs) And I mean... taking things off that quickly. Yeah, you're putting your makeup on and your deodorant on and you're leaving it on all day. So, I mean, it's... It's in there all day long. And that's not saying you have to be perfect either because like me, I get my nails done. Is it non-toxic? No, it's not at all. But it makes me feel good. And honestly, I think feeling good is like half of being healthy. If you mentally feel good and you feel like happy about yourself, you're automatically going to be healthier. Everyone has their vices. So right, like I choose non-toxic makeup, shampoo, conditioner, whatever. But then, like, when I go to someone's wedding, I let them do me, doll me the heck up, disgusting hairspray, sorry, ozone layer. Like, I don't care. It's twice a year. Yep. And also, some people get their hair dyed with regular stuff, too. If you don't have someone near you that mm-hmm. has to hair dye, okay, right? We all pick our vices. We all pick the things that we're okay with. I don't go to a non-toxic hair salon even to cut my hair. Yeah. I don't I haven't found one. I haven't looked that hard. Maybe I would be able to find one, but like it's not it's picking what you're okay with mm-hmm. and things and then trying to minimize all the other stuff. Yeah, if you have to constantly stress about everything, guys, that's gonna be harder on your health than just doing the toxic thing and enjoying it and like being happy about your life. We're also gonna create reactions if you think about it too much. Right? Mm-hmm. Like really if you're like, Oh my god, the hairspray is disgusting. Is it going to give me a rash? And you're going to literally create a rash. Yeah, I mean, I know people that are like, I can't do this because it's going to do this. I can't do this because it's going to do this. And they're constantly thinking that. 
over and over and over. So you're obvi- you're telling your brain that this is going to happen to your body if you're around that. So you're, you know, creating, like you said, creating that reaction. Yes. Like the mind is powerful, right? Our mind doesn't know the difference between our perceived reality and our actual reality. So like you're going to create that regardless. So you mm-hmm. might as well check out about it. Yep. Yep. So anyway. <laughs> Hormones. Yes. I mean, that was all tied in, but <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's really where I start is starting with your liver support. And then the second thing is, again, we've talked about this, but it is eating enough food, (laughs) eating enough food, liver support, sleep and stress management. Like if you can just start on those four things, even just kind of starting to do that by yourself, if you can't afford to work with someone. It is going to majorly help improve your hormone levels. And so by eating enough food, we are not talking about just like eating whatever, as fun as that would be. We're talking about getting in like good calories from like protein, vegetables, fruit, beans, stuff like that, if you can tolerate things like that. But majority we're talking about protein because most women do not eat enough protein. They do not eat enough of the right calories. And we've been programmed for so long to think that less calories is beneficial for us as a woman. Especially if, you know, we want to stay thin and fit and not gain weight and all these things. Yeah, I don't love it. And I know quite a few people, right? They've gotten to the point where they've done everything right with their hormones. Mm-hmm. And they still had amenorrhea, still had no period. I know quite a few who it took literally eating enough food to push that over for them. Like that's what they had to do because their, their body was in a safe place. But sometimes you do need to put on a tiny bit of weight. You need to make sure that you have enough calories so that your body feels safe enough to give you that period back or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your stomach, because I know all, not all women, but a lot of women that I know, we have that little, like we call it like a belly pooch and it's not even really a pooch but there's just a little bit there's a small layer of fat right there and that is literally your body protecting your ovaries it is protecting your fertility so if that's not there your body's probably not feeling safe enough to have a decent period if you do have a period it's more than likely probably going to be quite painful because i know um I follow like several women on Instagram that do like bodybuilding competitions and things like that. And they're always on Instagram complaining about how painful their periods are. And they have so little body fat. And yes, they eat a lot of food, but they're also exercising so hard and so long every single day. And they're eating like most of them are eating a lot of um, protein with like crap fillers and all that kind of stuff in it. Like a lot of, yeah, stuff that builds kind of like, I don't want to say fake muscle because it's not fake muscle, but it's like in, in not a natural way for lack of better words to explain it, but they're eating a lot of that. They're eating majority like chicken, rice, broccoli. They're eating the same things every single day. And as a woman, that is not how your hormones are designed to want to eat and so i don't know where am i going with this <laughs> well no because you're saying those people are too low of body fat right because if you are too low in body fat if you are real thin mm-hmm. your body's in a constant state of stress it does not feel safe enough truly mm-hmm. and sometimes that doesn't even mean you have to put on much weight depends who you are right some people have to put on a little bit more weight for their body to feel like it's in a safe place others you just need to make sure that calorically your body isn't wondering when your next meal is coming from right like the body's trained to know sort of things right mm-hmm. to store on to wait and to store on to that or when it's like i'm if i'm not getting enough food constantly i need to hold on to it i'm scared where the next meal is going to come from mm-hmm. yeah that's what i tell everyone that comes to me that wants to lose a little bit of weight i'm like okay the first thing we're going to do is you know consistent meals and enough food at each meal because they're like, I keep lowering my calories, I keep lowering my food intake, and it's just not working at all. And I'm like, okay, your body is stressed out. 
it doesn't know when it's going to get fed next. So like you said, it's like, I need to hold on to this to keep me safe because I don't know where my next meal is coming from. And I kid you not, most women that do that will see an instant drop in mostly inflammation weight because you don't lose fat that fast, but they will see an instant drop in just like slimming out. Their face will slim out. They'll lose that water weight. They'll lose that inflammation weight just because they ate consistently and included enough food. And this isn't within like a week. They'll see this. Because honestly, right, like the body can be stressed out by a lot of things. Over-exercising and under-eating are two of the easiest ones to fix. Mm -hmm. I always tell people when, you know, when we're working to heal them, I'm like, we're working to reduce your stressors as a whole. Those internal stressors, those pathogens, all of that we're working on, right? But what can we do as an external stressor to decrease right now? Easiest, make sure you're eating enough food. Make sure you're not over-exercising. Those are the two easiest things. And then you focus on the rest of the stressors too. Yeah. Yep. And that's again why I'm a fan of the cycle syncing because you sync your workouts to your cycle. So you make sure that you're not over-exercising all the time. Because if you're, I've went over this in a different podcast and maybe we can do like a more in-depth on just cycle phases, but there are phases of your cycle where you need to work out harder. You don't need to, but if you're wanting to, you know, like lose weight, build muscle, there is times in your cycle where you can maximize that. It's not all month long. If you do that all month long, you're going to stress your body out. Your periods are going to (laughs) suck. And you know, you're actually going to store more weight just due to the way your hormones are working. Yeah. I think, I always think that's so interesting, right? I mean, I don't like hit workouts ever. That's just who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing that 24 seven, you're going to get to a point where your body's super stressed out. Yeah. doesn't want to be doing high intensity stuff all the time. Mm -mm. We are not all men. We talked about this. No. And the thing is, you know, when you, when you start living in tune with your cycle, you can get just as much done as the men. You can gain just as much results. You don't have to work as hard. And like, why would you not want to do that? You know? Harder, not harder. Mm-hmm. Work like a woman. Work like a woman. Okay. Are there any other like hot hormone hot takes, right? Are there unpopular opinions that you want to touch upon? Unpopular opinions. Blood tests are not super accurate when it comes to measuring hormones. Do you read a Dutch test or no? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll do that for uh, some of my clients. I just recently, um, like within the last year, have like done the dutch test classes and stuff like that so um but yeah that is my favorite hormone test i mean yeah like if you can't afford to do it and you do have the blood test like i'll look at them um but they're just they're not super accurate as far as hormones go honestly based off of symptoms i can pinpoint things just as well but yeah, for if you really want to see like where your progesterone levels are at, where your testosterone, DHEA, estrogen, all those things, even cortisol, which plays a big factor, Dutch test is definitely the way to go because it measures all of that and it's very thorough and it's pretty accurate. And so um, the Dutch test is a urine test. And so you just do it at home. It's really easy and you send it in and then they test everything for you. Um, it is a little bit pricey. I yeah, don't it's think it's huge. That's why, because it gives you so much data. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really good. And so I always tell my clients that can afford to do it and want to do it. Like it is really good for seeing where you're starting at and then, you know, like where you're, if they want to do it in the middle or like closer to the end of working together, like where you're at then but it is very comprehensive and really really good okay so we've touched upon testing we touched upon balancing your hormones you want to touch upon birth control the hot date everyone <laughs> wants to know about birth control 
Yes. Where do I even start with birth control? Um, basically, just don't take it. <laughs> okay. I, I know. I know. Yeah, I know. That's not that's know, not what everyone wants to start hear. somewhere like, oh, I agree. But I'm like, we got to start somewhere else. So why? Why are you telling people not to take it? So the thing with birth control is it's fake hormones. Like hormonal, hormonal birth control. Yeah. Hormonal birth control. It is... It's essentially fake hormones. It's synthetic hormones. So if you're taking the pill, you're not actually having a period. It's a fake period. A withdrawal bleed. Yes. And so it is the hormones in the pills causing your body to do like a fake bleed to make you think you're having your period. But essentially it is blocking all your natural hormones. So it's blocking all your um, fertility hormones, your progesterone all that kind of stuff so it's blocking your body from making being able to make a baby so i'm always like like okay you're taking this and then you're having to deal with a fake period like why would you want to do that just like i would rather not deal with anything at all like at least if they're gonna do it you know like just why can't we just do nothing like why do we still have to go out and buy the pads or the tampons and deal with a fake period (laughs) yeah i've always been like why you know, no, like I really, like a lot of people truly think it's their period. They're like, "Yeah, I'm not pregnant because I got my period this month." I'm on the pill, and I'm like, "Well, you don't really know that. Like, you don't. Sorry, you don't know anything right now. It's giving mm-hmm. you a bleed. Which, I mean, yeah, you're likely not period. You're not period, and you're likely not pregnant. But you don't really know what at all what's going on in your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's so many side effects with birth control. And I think that's what's not ever talked about. And that's what frustrates the heck out of me is because these kids, like literal kids, 12, 13, 14, and that's even I have seen younger even now. I was on it for two months of my whole life. It was mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've never been on it, but yeah, these kids getting put on it for acne of all things at like 12 years old and they stay on it all throughout high school because their doctors are telling them this is what you need to do and then if they get off of it in their 20s or you know like when they're trying to have a baby guess what comes back acne majorly majorly and among other things your fertility is in the tank yeah. It is probably going to be extremely hard for you to have a baby. One of, I think, my main issues with it is, like, the generation right now that's, like, trying to get pregnant is truly the generation that was put on the pill as, like, an experiment because no mm-hmm. one else has really been on it for extended periods of time, like, 10, 20 years. And it really is that generation that's trying to get pregnant right now. That is, yep. unfortunately, the test subjects. But I do want to talk a little bit on, because it depletes a lot of nutrients, which a lot of them are super important for getting pregnant and that's what a lot of the fertility has to do right one the fact that you haven't ovulated for two years so your body's out of whack all of it but Mm -hmm. also it's your body of a lot of different nutrients yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i mean fertility is not like my specific niche like i don't really help people with like having babies like getting off of birth control but um i have Actually, I'm going to say most of the people that I work with have not been on birth control in a while. So I do feel like it's becoming more common for people to just stop it altogether and like not be on it so much. But yeah, it does deplete your body majorly of nutrients. If you're on birth control and you're wanting to have a baby, but you don't want to come off birth control yet start now like start start now prepping for a baby eat those nutrient dense foods like just literally flood your body with minerals nutrients all of the things like more than you think you need because of that birth control just depleting everything from your body and the funny thing so it's just so mainstream to be on birth control there's nothing wrong with that but because they don't tell you any of the side effects right so Mm -hmm. i was 16 
and I had a boyfriend, so I wanted to go on birth control because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I had a history of liver disease, like when I was seven and it relapsed when I was 11. I was fine after that. And they put me on it, which was fine. And then my mom thought, well, let's get your liver levels tested because obviously I know this can impact your liver. And it was slightly elevated. Nothing to write home about compared to right. Mine had been 1,200, 2,400. And what I like to see is between 10 and 26. They were like 50 and 80 or something. So slightly elevated because even in the normal range, that is slightly higher. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy, nothing we weren't able to deal with. But my mom was like, all right, well, we're going to take you off birth control, obviously, because this is not helping your liver. And I was like, okay. But what the gyno tried to do was like, well, we'll just put you on a different birth control. Like, we'll just put you on something else that's not going to be as harmful for your liver. And my mom, knowing what she knew, was like, no, anything you put her on is going to be filtered through the liver, right? That's stupid. Mm-hmm. That was the last conversation we had about it. It was incredibly awkward with my mother at 16, but it was fine. <laughs> she literally looked at me condoms and ran away. And I was like, okay, <laughs> well, thanks. That was weird. But... Right, they don't tell you about that. They don't even think about it. This gyno wasn't even telling me that, oh yeah, it might impact your liver. So the fact that your liver levels are elevated, and by the way, they terrified us by calling us being like, oh, they're elevated, this is awful, blah, blah, blah. But instead of doing the logical thing and taking me off of it, they were like, no, 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 we want to switch you to a different one. Mm -hmm. No sense. Yeah, and again, that's what frustrates me because it's these kids and even... Even if you're 18 or 19, like, you probably don't know. No. You think the doctor knows what's best for you because he's a doctor, obviously. He's been through eight years or more of schooling. He should know what he's talking about, right? But, yeah, that's the thing. They just they don't inform you of the side effects. If something goes wrong, it, the response that your gyno gives you is the response that I see every woman All get. We'll yeah. We'll yeah, they're like, it's it's not from the birth control. It's obviously from something else. So, Every like, we can time. just switch it. My one friend a couple years ago, we don't talk anymore, but she had a bacterial vaginosis, and she'd been on birth control, swapping from pill to pill to pill to pill to pill for, like, ever. And this was when I had started getting a little bit crunchier. I was right out of college, and I was like, well, what would happen if you came off of it, right? Because she's like, I've been bleeding for 60 days straight. And I was like... Wow. You know, and this is not, and I was like, I don't know that much about any of that, right? Like, I'm just working on healing my gut. But if I were you, what I would realistically do is probably come off of it, see if my body can regulate itself on its own with bleeding. Mm -hmm. Give it a month, give it two months, give it three months, and then reassess if you need to go on another pill. Because they had put her on literally every single one that they had access to. And she was like, I don't know, I need to, blah, 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 because everyone tells you you need to. One, she wasn't even having sex at the time. Not like that matters. But then she was like, you know, maybe I will, thought about it for a while, because I was like, that's what I would do. I'm just telling you as a friend, right, that truly, if you're bleeding for that long, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Come on with this stuff. It's clearly not working for you. Like, whatever's going on is not helpful. Yeah. And, and she came off and big fat surprise. She stopped bleeding all the time. <laughs> but they told her because she had bacterial vaginosis, she had to keep going. She had to be on the pill. The pill was going to fix this. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. It's not going to fix bacteria. Mm-hmm. That was about and all I then... I, Like I said, I was just dipping my toes in. So I was like, I don't really know what to tell you. But like, I'm just going to tell you that this is clearly not helping if you're still bleeding. That just, it drives me insane. It drives me absolutely insane. That one specifically drove me insane because I was close to her and I was like, why are you still on this shit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, after, after two weeks, like, you know, <laughs> bleeding for two weeks, I cannot imagine two months, you um, know, after it, that. It wasn't like full flow all the time, but like she was bleeding for two months. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, stop this it's not helping you yeah that's that's crazy like even back then i was like big fan of like right the body knows what it's doing why don't we take this garbage out of it and see if it can figure it out on its own Mm-hmm. yeah addition by subtraction it's crazy but that one was wild hi yeah it's fun right being a woman <laughs> super super fun <laughs> I was talking to Dan about that the other day because I just got like a bunch of skincare in and a bunch of makeup. And I was like, 
yeah, I spent a couple hundred dollars on that. And I was like, do you like being a man? And he's like, oh, I love it. I would, I'm so grateful. <laughs> I was like, See, Reed cannot say anything when I buy stuff like that because he has his own stuff that he buys that also costs a couple hundred dollars. And so it's funny because if he was in this rela- in this relationship, as far as like spending, I feel like he is the woman because I don't spend that much on stuff like that. It is yeah. mostly just health stuff and like fun health gadgets. That's what I buy, but... Like a small amount of our money right now goes to supplements for both of us because I'm just trying a couple of new things for fun because that's just what happens when you work this type of job. Like you just mm-hmm. you try things and he is working on quite a few things with his health right now. So I don't mind, right? At least I get practitioner deals. Yeah. <laughs> that's at least the bonus of it, right? <laughs> I'm like, we're working on your health, but a lot of stuff we're getting at deep discounts because of me, which is totally fine. But we're just in a good way. I don't mind at all. He knows I'm good. So I'm like, yeah, work on your health. That's the best thing for you because otherwise, when you have, you don't do health. Exactly. Exactly. But I've just been getting so much non toxic skincare because it's fun. <laughs> it is. It is fun. And like all the holiday sets from Beauty Counter, I just want all of them. I bought like five. I don't know. I spent a shit ton of money today. Most of them are going to people for gifts, but I was like, but which ones do I get to get for me? <laughs> I got like five gifts and I was like, but I don't know. <laughs> right. It's like gift for you, gift for you, gift for me, gift for you, gift for you, I, gift for me. <laughs> I know. I'm like, but I want the gifts for me too. But I was like, couldn't justify it in the moment. So we're having like $400 on gifts for the people, which is totally fine. But like, maybe you wait till next month. Right. I know. That's how I am. <laughs> I want more for me. I'm like, can I get a couple? Can I get... <laughs> right. Well, when I... I think how this all started, right? When I used to go to the book fairs as a child. I loved reading anyways, but you always wanted a book that had a gift attached to it, right? It was like Paddington Bear, the book with the Paddington Bear stuffed animal. Things like mm-hmm. that. Beauty Counter now, when the holiday sets always has little gadgets and stuff, like Last year, they had, like, a body duo, like, a body scrub and a body butter with a dry brush. You bet I kept that for myself because I wanted this thinking dry brush. Um, I can't get away from it. Why? One, I find it a new dry brush. Mine was, like, $8, and the bristles were falling out. So, whatever. That was justifiable. But all their other stuff, like, do I use my pumice stone for my foot? No. Do I use the beauty counter branded, like, gua sha tool? Definitely not. I use my plain one. <laughs> You're hilarious. The gifts, man. They get me. Because also, like, you don't get them the rest of the year. So I'm like, it's not like I can buy them later. Or no. That that kind of stuff gets me where it's like limited or one time. I have to have it. Yeah, we love it. Yeah. Um, else to say about oh do you want to say something about the flow gummies do you know how many questions i get about the flow gummies so i can't imagine how many questions you get about the flow gummies i actually don't get questions about the flow gummies for regulating hormones Uh uh-uh oh my gosh i get so many questions they're like maybe it's because people fought like people following me or like she obviously doesn't use that so (laughs) i don't know i don't use that (laughs) yeah i don't know i have heard like other people mention that though, like they always get questions about the flow gummies, so I don't know. I don't know why I don't get them. Um, so I guess what I'll say about it then. The flow gummies, they do have some good ingredients in them, right? They do. Mm-hmm. Why not just take those ingredients on their own? Why put all that sugar and junk and fillers and stuff? I get it. You want to. No, there's too much junk in it. No. Yeah. That's how I feel about any gummy vitamin, really. When people say, can I take an apple cider vinegar gummy? First of all, like, how much is actually in that gummy? You know, like, really? Like, I never trust the labels on gummies. I'm like, is there actually that much in there? Like, is there actually? (laughs) And so, it's... And I think the flow gummies have dim in them if I... If I'm correct, if I'm not, sorry. I think so, yeah. Which can be helpful for people with regulating their hormones, but like, 
But it also, dim can actually aggravate some people too. So you do need to be careful. Which they probably have nominal amounts of it in there. Like, that's the thing. All the, like, I just don't think blanket taking supplements like that is ever phenomenal for people. But Mm -hmm. also don't take gummies. I I always say that too. I'm like, when people are like, can I have that in my gummy? I'm like, I get it. Gummies are fun. But when it comes to supplements, not the best form. (laughs) Just, they're not. There's like one brand I've ever seen in a gummy that like actually had decent and the only the only one is the sole C B D and they only sell C B D. Like those are the only gummies that I've ever seen with half decent ingredients that aren't awful. Yeah. But every other gummy has like four hundred and eighty two fillers and sugar and stuff. Like just take uh, Yeah, just isolate the ingredients and yeah. and do that. That would be my suggestion. Yeah, because I guess slow gummies and hot people are advertising them. I don't know. I don't they know. were big, like, big influencers were advertising them, like, a year or so ago, I think. I don't know if they still are, but yeah. I'm sure that is why. I'm sure, like, four or five big, big influencers got paid to do them. And they're like, oh, it fixed my period. It probably didn't fix their period. Just, just saying. <laughs> But I did look at the ingredients, right? And I was like, the like core ingredients of it could definitely potentially help some people's hormones. Like that's not mm-hmm. what I'm hiding. Yeah. Is it going to be a blanket fix for all of your hormone problems? Probably not. Nope. I do want to touch on. We got off track of the birth control topic, but I okay. do want to touch on like other options for birth control. There are other options. There are other options. <laughs> So there are options for non-hormonal birth control. So basically natural birth control. The obvious one, condoms. Like, they're pretty good. Like, if you use them well, you use them properly, they work pretty well. Very effective. Yes, (laughs) they work pretty well. Um, I will say traditional condom brands are full of junk. They are full of crap. There are ones out there that are a little bit better. Um, I will try to link some in the bio. The L brand is the one that's off the top of my head. Um, the Lola ones? Is that what I'm thinking? Maybe. I don't know. I know I know there's Lola. There's one. There's like three or four. Yeah. Yeah, there's like three or four other brands. Um, they don't all have the, the best market, I would look options. Because some of them are there. Yeah, they do have them there. Um, the Lola ones, you can buy at Target. So, like, those are a little more mainstream. Like, you can just go to the store and grab them. You don't have to think about ordering them. But, yeah, conventional condoms have a ton of hormone disruptors on them. So, it's not something you want to be sticking on up there. The same as, like, conventional tampons. It's not something you want to be absorbing. But, yeah, anyway, condoms... And then my favorite is like, it's called the fertility awareness method. And so it kind of became a thing for people like wanting to track their fertility, like trying to have a baby, but it is also really good um, baby prevention. (laughs) Yes, baby prevention. And so again, that is tracking your cycle and it is tracking your basal body temperature. So that's your body temperature at rest and a lot of people will do this just with a regular thermometer. I use a wearable one, so you wear it on your arm and you just wear it overnight. And mainly because I'm lazy and I don't want to wake up at the same time every single day. And when you do it with just a regular thermometer, you basically have to wake up at the same time every day. You cannot move. You have that has to be the first thing that you do, like before your body like spikes its temperature. So which one do you use? So I use the temp drop and that is really the only one that I know of where it's a wearable one. There's like the more mainstream one. Yeah. Daisy is like the original one. There's another thermometer one. I don't remember the name of it. There's, there is a bracelet one called Ava. That one is much more, it's not as in depth as the temp drop is. It's much more geared towards really just tracking your fertility like ovulation it's much more geared toward like having a baby and so I don't really suggest that one for people who are wanting to 
use it as a form of birth control. But what I like about TimeDrop is it syncs to your phone. And so you can see it shows you like you add when you have your period. And so it shows you like the days of your period. And then it'll show you like when you ovulate, it has like these charts. It'll show you when your temperature goes up. And if you don't know when your temperature spikes, usually around day 17 ish, that's when you ovulate. And so when you can physically see your temperature go up and then also if you're tracking your cycle, you know, once you get close to ovulation, so you can really only get pregnant one day out of the month and that's when your body releases the egg. However, sperm can live for up to five days. So if you are wanting to prevent a baby, if you're having sex, you know, within your fertile window, you're going to obviously want to use a condom, pull out whatever you need to do, but you know, then you're aware of the fact that, okay, my body is in like baby making window. We need to use protection here. Yeah. And then yeah. if you're being aware, like the rest of the time, you know, you're probably good. Yeah. And I think that that's where it's also phenomenal to do the fertility awareness method, like you said, so that you're in tune with your body, right? Because if you are someone who one day does want to get pregnant, that's okay if you're using it as birth control right now. Mm -hmm. But if one day you want to, it's good to be in touch with this and to know exactly when you're fertile when you're not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it is so easy to just flip the switch and be like, okay, now we will have, yeah, now we'll make the baby instead of not make the baby here. So. Yeah. I saw someone talk about the other day, they're like, they were asking, uh, someone who's a fertility and hormone coach and they were like, well, if you have a daughter, what are you, what, are you going to put her on birth control? And I wanted to be like, I was on birth control for two months of my life. And condoms work just fine. <laughs> I don't mean to be rude about that, but like, for, like, I mean, there, you can do either method, but, or you can do both, whatever. But like, if you are lazier about it, condoms work just fine. I'm just going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yep, they do. They were around before birth control. Yep. They'll be around after. <laughs> yeah, they are They are quite effective. So, it's just, yeah. It's like, I don't like, it's kind of mind-blowing to me that people are so thrown off about, they're like, well, what do you do if you're not on birth control? And I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah. And I think I think that comes from like men too because people are always like, well, he doesn't want to wear a condom. I'm like, well, yeah, then don't give it to him. Yeah, yeah I'm like, I'll give it <laughs> don't shit. give it to him. If he doesn't want to wear it, then d he's not coming around. So like, whatever. I'm like, oh, so is he gonna have the baby? Like, is is he gonna get pregnant? Mm -hmm. like <laughs> exactly. I'm like, if you want this and you don't want a child. Put that condom on, dude. Yeah, I'm like, like, I respect my partner just as much as the next person, but he is very aware that he does not have to hold a child. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes down to forms of birth control, it's up to me mm -hmm. to decide what is going to be most effective for us. Like, yeah. Thankfully, mine wants a kid even less than I do right now, so he is totally cool with whatever he needs to do. I was talking to Sam the other day. I was like, so, like, when do you want to have children? And he's like, whenever you're ready. And I was like, what? And he was like, I mean, do I even get a say in it? I'm not the one who has to get pregnant for nine months. And I was like, well, I love you so much. <laughs> I, like, didn't even think about it like that. So I was like, yeah, but just, like, when would you want one? And he's like, I mean, I'm not the one that has to hold a child. Like, it, it will change my life, but not for nine months the way it changes yours. Like, I don't feel like I get a say. And I was like... Oh, that's so nice. That. Yeah, exactly. I was like, wow, that's such a good way. I appreciate that. Yeah. I couldn't even pull anything out of him after that. He was like, no, I just don't really get a say. Like, whatever. When you. You're just going to be like, all right, I'm ready now. Let's go. I mean, I've openly said I don't want children for at least five years. Like, I'm not in that phase of my life. No, no issues about it. Don't care. It's fine. See, I will know someone that will have children my age, at least. We'll probably <laughs> end up wanting kids around the same time. Probably, because that's kind of like my timeline. It was like five to six years. We'll see. Yeah. 
five to five to seven years and see you're not getting married for another year or so so like it'll be on the same timeline i was was like we're we're not even engaged we're not getting married for some time so like after that we'll get there but like we are both in very like phases of like work and our careers like Mm -hmm. same for you where it is like taking a lot of yeah I don't want to call it like a selfish phase, but it also kind of is a selfish phase because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to give up that time to take care of another human right now. And because you don't want it to change, if you don't want it to change your life, then that's good because then you're aware of that, that one day you will, right? Mm -hmm. That you'll be all in right now. Yeah. And people always call that selfish and they're like, children are a blessing like this and that and don't get me wrong obviously they are yes but you want want to yeah i want to want a child and to me like i still feel like a child i don't feel like i can when i think about raising a child i'm like i don't i don't think i can do that right now like obviously if i became a mom like tomorrow i would do what i need to do but like for me I feel like I'm still learning so much about raising children and I feel like I want to know more. I don't know. That's just me, but I fully agree. I'm again, I also feel like I don't have all my trauma worked on and <laughs> I want to get rid of that before I pass it on to a kid. And we're both in phases like him working on trauma, working on health, me still fine tuning it. Like I'm not where I want to be yet truly, which mm-hmm. is fine, but I'm like, not passing that shit on to a child come on exactly yeah and yeah that's like everything i learn about how much the mother's health and even the grandma's health impacts the children i'm like i just my body needs to be a temple before <laughs> before i have kids mm-hmm. i'm like that's okay we'll get there we will and yeah it's fine i'm like 27 I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, we'll be geriatric pregnancies. It's cool. Geriatric <laughs> Literally early 30s. That is considered a geriatric pregnancy. Well, joke's on it, you. It, okay, it might be after 35, but I think the timeline is getting lower. Like 33 now or something like that. I'm going to be like 32 and I don't have any problems about it. No issues. We'll be fine. We will okay. be fine. Most of the people I know, so right, my sister is 30 right now, and some of her friends are starting to get pregnant, like 30, 31. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, cool, I love that for what I'm going to do the same thing as you, because they're all literally, it's like in that phase of their life, and I'm like, good, I'm glad you guys all waited, because that feels fine for me to mm-hmm. wait until that point in my life. Exactly. Yep. They're also like all married with houses like very settled and i'm like that's exactly like i want to have some ducks in a row first yeah that's how i feel about it too i don't want to be like stressed about finances and everything yeah cause just because we had children life, but like yeah. i want to feel like i have some things in a line before having kids mm-hmm. yep that is how i feel and so on that now everyone knows when we're gonna get pregnant that's okay I'm not <laughs> We're going to do so much, like, we always talk about doing work for preconception. We talked about that in the eco talk. We're doing that preconception work right now, even if it's years early. Exactly. Yep. We're working on it now. Book an MBSR session with Courtney. Work on it. I'm actually going to do a mini session on myself after this because I've been feeling my levels, like, drain this week and, like, like anxiousness and like fear like rise a little bit and I'm like oh we need a session don't we yeah <laughs> um, I need to just come visit you so you can do one on me yeah I'm all right here I'm doing a mini session on myself I've been looking forward to this all right well I hope you guys enjoyed that very helter-skelter episode on hormones yes we got into a lot of different stuff. We got into hormones, birth control, preconception, planning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked it. But if you want more <laughs> hormone stuff. <laughs> I feel like we touched upon hormones enough. 
Yeah, I mean, there you can go into so much, but just like covering the basics, eat more protein, eat consistent meals, work on your sleep, work on your stress. I know easier said than done, but just try to do it. Minimize your toxin exposure. And if you need more tips and help, just follow my Instagram page. At Emily Joy Wellness. At Emily Joy Wellness everywhere. And Courtney is at The Rooted in Health. <laughs> oh, me. So if you need more liver drainage tips, you can head over there. We love the liver. We love, we the, love liver. the liver. We love healing. We love, we love hot girl healing. <laughs> yeah, really. We do. Mm. We love your best hot girl life. That's it. That's all we got. That's all we got. We'll catch you in the next episode. Yeah. Up next, we don't know. And then probably in one of the ones after that will be the gift guide. Stay tuned for that. Subscribe. uh, Leave a comment. Leave a rating. Leave a review. All the love. We will see you next time.